When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Ben, should I throw this over to you? You can throw this over to me. I thought you were going to throw it over to me when you were talking about blocking things out uh, because of today going price rocking something I've never seen before up on the Yockey, wearing a pair, a set of over-ear headphones, which I at first I thought was earmuffs. He was wearing literal earmuffs like he was on a building site. But unfortunately, it wasn't he was wearing headphones because he was getting booed like crazy. Okay, just explain to people too what the Yockey is. I know it's the name of your dart show and people out there who have listened might be familiar with it, but for those non-dart aficionados, what is the Yockey? So essentially the Yockey is like the throwing line in, in dart, so most often the Oki will be raised and when you watch darts you'll see the player quite often they kind of lean up against it to help balance their throw or they'll kind of tap their foot up against it so it kind of just helps give that balance but it's essentially the throwing line which is So it's a little bit like what you'd see in the shot put circle Yeah, essentially You're not allowed to fall over the shot put circle though you're not allowed to step out of it or it doesn't count as a throw but you've got that little I don't I should know the height of it but three or four inches there just to sort of allow that you allows you just to sort of cement your front foot exactly so it's kind of what that is if you're throwing you know you in your garage you usually won't have one but if you go to like a, a club or something that has one they, they'll put, usually put something on the ground which was like what they would call the hockey which you can kind of just lean up against but focusing on the action today and now just four players are left at the world darts championship after today's quarterfinals and two of those have made history by reaching the semi-final stage for the first time in their career Dimitri Vandenberg is the first Belgian player and Gabriel Clements is the first German to reach the final four and they've also been joined by Michael Smith and Michael Van Gerwen. Before we look ahead to those semi-final games, let's quickly wrap the quarterfinal games from today. And Gabriel Clements has continued to defy the odds as he smashed Gerwen Price at five sets to one. Price did come out firing, winning the first set with complete ease. He took two ton-plus finishes in that one. But Clements held firm and finished the match with an average just under 108, 180s and a high checkout of 136 as he delighted a huge crowd of Germans inside Alexandra Palace. There were roughly, I would say, I reckon probably a third of the of Alexandra Palace had German fans in there. And a fun fact for you, darts is actually currently overtaken. I don't know what sport it has overtaken, but it, it's like in England. Behind the Premier League football and their main sports channels, it's number two in terms of watch sport, which is really cool. And I have to admit a couple of things here. I did not expect Clements to reach the final four. I, If you listen back to Add the Yockey, I actually believe he was probably going to get eliminated in the second or third round. So the fact he's created history, he's in the final four, is a massive testament to how well he's been playing at the world champs and I am going to be eating a nice slice of humble pie considering I thought he would crash out early. Also, as I touched on there with Watto, the crowd has been on the back of Gurren Price during the match and then in the penultimate set he did have over-ear headphones on which I I touched on, which I thought they were earmuffs. It was very interesting to see. Never seen anything like it. It was a bit of a weird look. He only had them on for the one set, and then he had little earplugs in. And we'll find out why, actually, a little later on, why he had those overhead set headphones on. But that also ends Price's run as 
the world number one because he won't. He's going to lose quite a lot of money. He's defending a lot of money from winning the title two years ago, so he is going to drop down the rankings as a result, probably only to number three or number four. So it's not going to be too bad. Quite surprising though, after the match, Price did say he went on his Instagram page and he kind of hinted that he could walk away from the game if the abuse keeps coming. He, if you've ever been to Hamilton this year or even heard some of the stuff that comes his way. It is quite horrible, some of the stuff that comes his way. So, Why do they abuse him? What's, what's, what's he done? Why is he so out of favour? So this actually goes back to quite a few years ago where he was in the uh, the World it wasn't the Grand Prix, it was the Grand Slam final. I think it was 2018 and 2019 against Gary Anderson, and there was an incident where Price was losing, and he Price is really well known for giving his exuberant celebrations. Like, if he has a good throw, he'll, he'll gives a really loud roar, good old fist pump. And in this game, Gary Anderson was getting quite frustrated, and Price kind of knew that, so he was using the celebrations to his advantage, and there was almost a bit of a nudge between the two, and Anderson kind of pushed him off, and they exchanged some words up on the stage. And ever since then... Price has just been booed because Anderson's quite a crowd favourite. How can he turn it around? How can he turn it? How does he? How does he now endear himself? What does he need to do here? Can he, or is this now just an established tradition that goes with darts around the world? And um, I think, or the, I think the, the the kind of heckling from fans has really increased in darts over the years, and it definitely is aimed more towards Price. There was a bit of a period where it really eased off, but it has kind of escalated again. Uh, people don't like the, the celebrations. People don't like some of the things he has to say, but you know that's that's part of the show. That's what the show is. He's kind of like the the villain. He's kind of being viewed in that way and he, he doesn't do things as necessarily to get the booze it's just that it's just become a thing and people just carry on with it mm. but that's a, it's a real shame and after the match of course Gabriel Clements the story should be about him he was ecstatic to reach the final stages of this tournament the biggest match uh, of course the, the best performance maybe not but uh, on the stage it's uh, the best performance of course it's uh, I think I, I make a really good game, and uh, I have no words for that at the moment, but uh, I'm really happy. You've already made history in Germany by becoming the first German to reach the quarterfinals before tonight. Now, beating the world number one and doing it in such amazing style, what do you think the reaction will be like back home in Germany? I don't know. I'm uh, in England. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in London. I don't know. Uh, I think it's um, amazing for, for darts in Germany. Uh, and I hope it's good for darts in Germany. And uh, yeah. Of course, as you mentioned, you are in England, but you had a fantastic support tonight from the, from the German crowd in Ali Pali. Over 600 Germans there supporting you. What did that feel like? It's amazing when, when you have uh, in the Ali Pali the, the crowd uh, sings uh, German songs. It's uh, amazing. And Gerwin, after the full set, came out wearing ear defenders. What was your reaction? Did that surprise you? No, that's. Uh, the only thing was I will win this set, surely. That's uh, that's the important thing. And Michael Smith now in the semi-finals for you. What are your thoughts on that matchup? Uh, Michael Smith is uh, the Grand Slam champion. It's one of the the favourites of the tournament and uh, one of the best players in the world. But uh, I have my chances and uh, I will make a good game and then then we see it. I think I, I can beat every player. And two wins away now from lifting that World Championship trophy. Are you starting to dream? No, it's, uh, no, it's the semi-finals. That's the important thing, not, uh, not the second games. 
Yes, and Gabrielle Clements will face the bully boy Michael Smith in the last four. Bully boy beating Stephen Bunting five sets to three earlier in uh, the day. Okay, why is he called the bully boy? Is that purely because as a darts player he does bully players or is that, again, another personality trait? Uh, it's kind of put me on the spot there. He's not, I wouldn't say, I think bullies people up on the on the board. That's probably mm. the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, prob- that's probably the best way to put it. And that's that's the reason why his nickname, Michael Smith, for those who have been watching darts, he's been a guy who's been around for quite a few years. He's always had this potential. Uh, he's only won his first major TV title last month at the Grand Slam of darts. And as I said, he beat Stephen Bunting five sets to three, had six 180s. And hit, uh, yeah, six 180s while Bunting hit 14, which is quite incredible going. And Michael Smith did speak after that game how much he really wanted to speed up Stephen Bunting on the board and also looking ahead to his third semi final. I wasn't the best up there, but managed to dig deep when I needed it. And when I was under pressure, I managed to hit some good doubles. But apart from the way I played in my game, it was rubbish today. But sometimes you've got to play ugly and still win ugly. And I think this full turn where I've been ugly and still win ugly apart from the Joe Cullen game. But yeah, like you just said, I'm still in the semi-finals. I'm still playing for a world championship. You're one of the biggest 180s in the sport, one of the biggest scorers, but today that wasn't there at all. Do you feel like you're battling against yourself as much as Stephen? Yeah, I put myself under too much pressure. Where I got sent a lot of videos the other night with Stephen saying... I'm playing well, he's been watching me, I've been doing this, been doing that. People who know me, I don't even watch darts. I watch Stuart Little, Aquaman, and something <laughs> else. But then Steve said I've been watching him. I just wanted to go on that stage tonight and I wanted to, don't get me wrong, I wanted to embarrass him on stage tonight thinking, I wanted to tell myself, why does he even think he's got a chance? I just want to embarrass him off the board, but didn't go as planned. But I still got the win. We've spoken a lot over the last 18 months or two years about your different character now, a stronger mentality, and was that in evidence again today to find a way to win? So even today, I think you've seen it, the whole world champs against uh, Nevin Rafferty didn't put me under pressure, just let me do what I wanted to do and didn't play well. Schindler absolutely smashed me, but I managed to scrape through that. And Joe, I played well for a spell, but he had three darts to go two and up the first set where he could have been two nil up in sets in the full game where he never took his chances. And yeah, I finally took over, but tonight was, it was different. It was, it just felt weird, but I just knew what, I, I knew what I had in the tank and knew what I had to give and it just didn't come out. But when I needed something, not special, because nothing was special about that game, but when I needed something, something happened and I hit the double or I hit a big score to put me on a double. And yeah, I managed to fall over the line. So Michael Smith, Gabrielle Clements in one semi-final. Uh, the other two, Dimitri Vandenberg will face Michael Van Gerwen. And Dimitri Vandenberg, he reached the last four for the first time in his career, the first Belgium thrower to reach that stage after he beat Johnny Clayton 5-3. Dimitri had 13 180s and a 95 average, but he stole the show literally after the game as he took the presenter's microphone, who was asking him a question, just literally took it out of his hands, and then he said all this. And I'm going to just let it play, and you can be the judge. Lots of people are this is quite cringy. Other people say you love it, but here it is. You be the judge. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what? Give me just just for a second. Give me this. Oh, give me done. please. Everybody in here. Exactly. 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 I said everybody in here. 
The first very important thing that I've got to announce, I've got to say is, I just played Johnny Clayton. This man, twice the moment that I managed to hit that double to win, for me, I got no words, I had no idea. He just come up to me and he went like, Timmy, well played, well done, what a game. So please give a big applause for Johnny Clayton. <laughs> they just asked me, Dimitri, how do you feel? I don't know how I feel, but you guys, everybody near, are part of history. The first time a Belgian professional dart player is in the semi-finals of the world champion. I am dead proud! Come on! Yeah! To my job. <laughs> It's, it's phenomenal for you, isn't it? And also, I noticed down there, all your family, how much does that mean to you? They're all here today as well. Uh, everybody, that means the world to me. They're backing me up. And all of a sudden, I'm doing why they are backing me up. I'm dead proud. I'm giving my best. And just listen. Give it five minutes. Listen. What more do I have to say? Listen to this. Thank you. It's wonderful. So they love you here, but they'll be loving you back home in Belgium as well. This is massive for Belgium darts, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. But as I always am, I'm a young guy. I keep my feet on the ground. I get a whole lot of support. And thank you so much. But on to the next round. I'm in the semifinals. And from now on, I'll be getting ready for that semifinals. It doesn't matter who it is. But feet on the ground, focus, believe in yourself. I'm a dream maker and I've got a dream. You guys, I need you. I've got a dream, but let's make it together. Commentary 101, eh, Watto? Do not let the the athlete take your microphone. <laughs> yeah, but look, darts is about personality. You've got a crowd who are dressed up. Um, the introductions, uh, you don't look at a darts player and look at their physiques and automatically sort of assume that they're athletes. Um, he's clearly slightly different. Um, look, don't have a problem with it. Was it cringy? A little bit. I, I think probably, uh, yeah, I, I'd have to watch the television that goes with it to get a, to get a greater feel for it. But wouldn't that be remarkable? Belgium versus Germany, perhaps in a world darts final. Yeah, well, I hope Dimitri makes it to the final, but he does have to overcome the man to beat Michael Van Gerwen, who made very light work of Chris Dobie 5-zip. And I touched on before I said, about the Gerwen Price wearing the earphones. Just listen to this, because apparently Michael Van Gerwen was the reason behind it. I really feel bad after a 5-0 win, you know what I mean? Of course, I played good, especially I think early doors in the game. I, I put them really under pressure. In the fourth set, it wasn't really there, but... I don't know. I broke him whatsoever. It doesn't matter. He, he didn't really turn up, to be fair, so you need to make sure you do the job, then. I think I did that, especially at the right moment, so a win is a win. Straight set win, 102 average, through to another semi-final. You must feel so comfortable with your game, though. Yeah, of course I feel comfortable, and uh, but I still feel there's more to come, so that's also a good sign for myself. Chris was playing in his first quarter-final tonight. How important was it for you to put him under pressure early and not let him settle into the game? With, this, uh, with the way how he can perform, uh, Chris, you need to make sure you put him under pressure from the beginning because he's a rhythm player. You don't want to get him in your rhythm and you don't want to 
make it a tense game whatsoever. So you you want to keep going, and that's what I did, and that made me win this game. When you were warming up as well, did you see Gazi come out with his his ear defenders on him? What, what, what was your thoughts on it? His ear defenders were behind him, and I only said to him, "You don't have the balls to put him on," and, and he did. So I just was trying to wind him up. But in this position, with the way, with his capability, with how big he is in darts, I would have done it, but that, that's, he's been going through a rough period and that doesn't always make it easy, so, yeah. Michael, just... So Michael Van Gerwen taking all the responsibility there for Gerwen Price wearing those headphones. And quickly, if you want my predictions for the final, I think it's going to be a battle of the Michaels in the final. I think both the Michaels will win those semi-finals. Uh, just, yeah. just, just... We all go the other way. I think it'll be Belgium, Germany. Well, I won't complain if that's the case. It's probably a better story. But oh, you're we'll... going to be right, though, but I just thought I'd <laughs> take the other side of it. Well, there you go. That's the wrap from the quarterfinals.